0: Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Inside the Huddle with Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Fires a pass and it's intercepted by the Huskers at the 25, Jay Foreman, and Foreman takes it down to the 19-yard line of Oklahoma. Another big play by the Blackshirts. On 93.7 The Ticket in the ticketfm.com, Sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging,
1: Good morning. Uh, again, we are here inside the huddle with Jay Foreman brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging 7601 Pioneers Boulevard for all your needs uh, for pain and relief and many, many more options there. Um, just saw them this week. I'll see them next week. Uh, they do a great job. And um, I think that we're going to try to uh, effort uh, either Dr. Razan or Dr. Finn to come in on old school. Uh, it's a good time during the bye week to show appreciation. Plus, they would not be uh, too happy getting up at 6:30 uh, a.m. Harrison. So uh, look, we are brought to you uh, here by again by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard, um, inside inside the huddle after Nebraska goes three and three on a after a road win uh, at Illinois on Friday night. Um, a victory is a victory. You can say an ugly win is better than an ugly loss, and that is the the truth. But I also think that uh, you know instead of focusing on technically you know not technically but factually it being an ugly win I think is like you look there is some growth there because Nebraska over at least the last eight years had plenty of ugly losses where you tried to lose the game which showed a little bit of that the last fourth quarter like Mm -hmm. we played three quarters decent where you could kind of like okay we're on the road uh, a little bit after Michigan hangover you know but then the the last four series between both teams was not very uh, good football. That's mm-hmm. probably something that you want to actually get out of your data- database. But Nebraska found a way to win. The defense stepped up and closed it out. Um, I think this was a, again, as you if you say it's a it's an ugly win, I do think it's a complimentary win. You know, all three phases played huge, you know, came up huge. You know, obviously with the defense starting it off, uh, started a little slow, which was a little worrisome. But, you know, you have to expect that the first 15 plays for a team generally are going to be the best. So, Illinois started out in in good rhythm. Uh, Some of it was their doing. I think a lot of it was our doing. Um, But we recovered and got a fourth down, a legitimate fourth down stop Mm -hmm. at the goal line or goal line stand. Uh, Nebraska came right out of there with a, uh, you know, A big explosive play so that showed growth there and then the end of the first quarter you're up three nothing so we we made a field goal and got got it going uh anthony grant and then uh you know we got it we got up 10 17 nothing and then uh, we were able to withstand at the end of the towards the end of the second quarter an explosive play explosive touchdown now um i know tony white feels comfortable with us you know playing man to man we did it and you know look they made a great play it was a good pass good play and and Right there, Nebraska fans are generally like, uh-oh, here it comes, right? Um, we we're able to go in the half, you know, and probably not the best series before the half, which I think is probably something that we're going to touch on. This is the sixth game in a row that this, the last series before half, the play calling, time management, mm-hmm. situational football, all going to one just isn't tightened up. And then obviously the, it was a rock fight the second half, made one field goal, missed another, tons of turnovers in the game clock ran out and it was it was a it was a good victory for Nebraska. It's good for this team here when you, when you have a coach that's teaching them time, you know how to win it's not going to be pretty all the time. And with this team right now if you want to be realistic, right, it's not going to be pretty because they're playing a totally different type of brand of football that they realistically haven't been approached by a coach in not only through his words but through his actions, right? You know, so essentially you're actually actively acting like you want to, you know, play complimentary football. You know, we want to run the ball, you know, big emphasis on staying, keeping it close and be able to pull away late, play good defense and good special teams. Now it hasn't always worked out like that, but when you go from a high, I call it a high risk, high reward offense that we had before, right? Whereas so much emphasis was on Adrian essentially making all the plays. When you have that emphasis on one player or one position group, then you get high turnovers, right? And then the offensive line hasn't, or at least then was more detriment than at at times it is now. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I always say is, you know, underneath the, you know, the bumps and stuff like that or the bruises, I think there's some good stuff there. And I think there's stuff that, you know, going into a bye week after a victory Um, I think you can make some big, huge steps in improvement, both individually as players and collectively as groups and overall as a team. And to be honest with you, individually as coaches, um, collectively as, say, like position or like as, you know, offense, defense, special teams, that involves all of them. Um, So I think they can all improve. And if that's the way they approach, they'll go out in the second half of the season. Now, it won't be easy, but they can really get a head start. They can really, you know, get back on track, right? You're three and three. I think before the season, Harrison, we would have been okay with being three on three, three and three, right? You're like, yeah. okay, at least we're on track to get a bowl game. And that's sadly enough, that's where we're at. And that's, you know, it, as sad as it is, this is where we're at. Just deal with the reality. That's the best way to deal with it. Now, is it the, where we want to be? No, but you're not going to go from over the last four years, not even being close to making a bowl game, right? And even before, even Mike Riley, right? So just take the last six years, not even being close. Like seventeen's last bowl game.
0: Yeah, seventeen might have actually been six Okay, six Yeah.
1: So six years, not even being relevant mm-hmm. to just like, okay, we hired a new coach, fifty new players, new staff, and it's a whole new, you know, genre over there. And be like, okay, now we're gonna go and we gotta be, we're gonna be consistent. We're gonna be a consistent football team, an explosive football team. We're gonna have depth, and we're gonna be able to play exactly like how he wants to play. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen. Because if that was the case, to be honest with you, if you if a coach was able to come in and do it exactly like he wants, or let's just say 85 percent, he wouldn't be here because you had already won games. Yeah. And and so this isn't an, it's not an excuse; it's just factual. So, I think the Illinois game was a maybe a glimpse into what it's going to be. It's going to be a tough, grinded out type of game. You know, he says we're a defensive led team. It, obviously, it showed, um, and we need to continue to get better there as well and and so this is a you know the bye week i think comes at a good time yeah
0: absolutely i and i will say this too like you kind of talked about it but with the special teams playing the way to 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 ed foley and tony white that was a hell of a coaching performance by them and i do believe that we're just gonna have to keep leaning into this defensive identity you know box said it all the time but i agree with him if you're heading into the season thinking nine wins like yeah you're gonna be disappointed with some of these losses but if you kind of kept a level head thing in first year build bowl game's kind of your goal like they're still on track.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's it hasn't been pretty. I mean, let's let's not be, you know, yeah, the offense wasn't good. Yeah, let's not be like a knucklehead here, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been pretty, but it's getting the job done. And ultimately, you can learn a lot from, you know, wins like this. Like when I played in college, we I wasn't we we never had to go through this. So it's so but then so you have to like go and talk to other people that I've played with in the pros when they had to go through this in college and get some sort of like what it's like. And it's not easy and it's not easy. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is being down in Houston and I came from a winning franchise. I came from a winning, the ultimate winning college program. Then I go into a professional locker room. Then you go to Houston and this is what it's like. Be honest with you. We had a really stellar defense. We, and we had an offense that was, we had a rookie quarterback in David Carr had a poor offense. I mean, we had the worst offensive line I think in NFL history. I think we gave up 82 sacks, um, and had some different pieces. But over time, the bricks that were laid. Now you had not right now. Obviously, Houston has a new coach, but when Gary Kubiak was there, then you saw him take off in a consistent playoff performer, and in Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you go to a ten-year 10 run, and so that's where Nebraska's at right now. And uh, it's you know it's tough sledding, but when you look at it, it was kind of an even game, you know. First downs were even. Um, now we outgained them rushing. I think we gave up 24 yards in that rushing in that first drive, and they only ended up they only ended up with 21. So that's a good job of making some adjustments. And then uh, Illinois, you know, got it way o- over their skis and threw it 47 times. That's probably not what they wanted to do. I'm yeah, afraid... we kept
0: them out of out of offense. They wanted to get the run game going because right. they're they're typically 50 yep. 50 run pass. And yeah, they were playing behind the sticks. And so all day. I'm sure
1: that's something Brett Beal, a former offensive line, a former offensive line coach. That's what he's. That's what they were built on the last two years. Probably wants to get back and get that in check. But you know what? Um, it, it's not on the play. All on the play call. and Nebraska did a pretty good job after that first series of getting after it and making some plays. And it wasn't pretty. And that's what they wanted. You know the defensive effort. I would say this. Um, and we're gonna just bounce all over the place. Cause I want to look at the stats. Look at that. Um, and we do have and, one from the text line too, yeah. but I want you to go ahead and get to your thoughts. And then uh, the very last segment, we're going to talk about the two dumbest coaching decisions, <laughs> that, or the one most dumbest. I've never seen anything like that at the very end. So then we'll go. We'll we'll, have, we'll end on a happy note going into high okay. end of bye <laughs> week. But you know, I think with the defense, remember when Tony White said, "Listen, we got a bunch of guys playing hard, and they know where to start at A, so they know where to line up and." It's not it's, it's not perfect. they don't go from A to B and then C is the final destination every single time. but when he looks up every single time you got three or four hats there and C. That's what that first drive was like because they were on their heels, but it, you know uh, to the to the blank eye or the virgin eye, you're thinking like, oh, we're getting gashed. A lot of it was because of us like when they threw that quick little screen to their their sideline, Hartzog lost leverage yep. when when they had to the run kind of closer to the uh red zone. Um, they had a good, like, kind of, uh, I'll call it a T or, or end and tackle stunt where the end comes down and those wraps around. Well, Nash didn't get out wide, so he caught the corner, right? But then you saw two or three guys getting there. So those are just the little things that bit Nebraska in the butt. And then you get on the fourth down, and actually, people need to understand when you get in the red zone, defense gets a little bit easier if you know how to communicate. There's nowhere else for you to go. I don't got to play 10 yards off of you when you're on the four yard mm-hmm. line you know if you're going to beat me you're going to have to jump over me or or beat me on leverage. And so Nebraska was able to to uh you know get that goal on stand which I think really infused a, some life into the team. It gave I can't speak for Satterfield or Rule, but I think it's like okay, we, we we just we just bluffed in the first two hands and we knocked two people out at the at the poker table and we got the most chips. Let's throw something else out there. Let's see what we can do. It. And that's when you go forty-three yards deep to to Washington, mm-hmm. and and then take the whole life out of the out of the out of the stadium. Now, did it turn into a touchdown? No, but it those are cause and effects plays. Well,
0: yeah, the field position too. You go here, you go three and out in the back of your end zone. They're
1: getting the ball game at the forty. <laughs> yeah, right with the wind conditions. Yeah, it was and, a,
0: it was a huge play to get that down to Washington, and then uh, did we get his injury status after the game?
1: N- uh nothing definite. Okay, doesn't look good, but. We'll always wait for them to do it. They'll, okay. you know, rule, uh, update people on um, tomorrow. and uh, But I think when a game here, you know what's funny is like you look at it, total plays, 73 to 66. That's even Steven. Yards are within two. But Nebraska pretty much dominated that game. The thing that I think hurt Nebraska was the penalties. Yeah. The offsides. Now I know they had, you know, some line shifts and stuff like that. And I'm going to tell you guys forever, listen, we're going to say this and then we're going to go to the text line from a defensive standpoint, you put that in for teams that aren't disciplined or have a history of jumping off sides. You generally, there's two ways you do, two teams, two offensive units you do it to. A very young unit, right? Because they're jumpy, Mm -hmm. right? Which kind of is Nebraska because they're they're young in this system, right? So it's almost like they're so overzealous to be perfect that you can make it work against them. You, You shift and stuff like that with them. And then for teams that are undisciplined, so in the pros you do it against, like when we play the Raiders, we'd get, we played the Raiders one time at home in Buffalo. They were like at like 10 penalties at halftime. <laughs> it was a, it was the longest first half, but I'm telling you, we were up like 24 nothing just because we'd get the ball at the 40 and we were running it, rolling on offense. You know what I mean? Now the Raiders started to come back, but it was too little, too late. So the, the only black eye I would probably say is the penalties. And it just comes from now at this point with the amount of plays that these offensive linemen have played. And I know there's some other guys They need to really lock in on it, and that takes a singular focus to be, um, you know, disciplined. And here's a tip that for people out there, when I did play offense, so Bud Grant, rest in peace, was my dad's coach. His son, Mike Grant, who probably is the one of the best high school coaches ever in high school, and particularly in Minnesota, was my coach. So when we played in road games, um, we'd had a we we would have like we'd say say we do like. You know, blue twenty-two, mm-hmm. right? So blue, um, since has like, was it is it two syllables? When it says blue versus yellow, that's a blues on one, reds on one, orange is on one, yellows on two. Now, if you caught on to it, right? Then once we hit the twenty-two or fifty-five, forty-four, when you got the double numbers instead of twenty-three or like twenty-seven, that's what's on one or two. Or if we wanted to go on one, we'd be like blue 18 or you know what i mean so to make it a little bit easier so they got to figure out a way to get this nipped in the bud because it does hurt the momentum of our offense and in particular we can't take too many steps back we're lucky enough the defense was humming so are
0: you buying at all what uh matt rule said you know in the press conference about them mimicking the cadence yelling go yelling stem
1: yeah well yeah i mean (laughs) we did we now we did that Now, like when I would move, move my defense, I'd say move or something like that, and we got it. Now they do, you know, when those defensive line move, when they kind of jerk with it, that's the way to deal. You got to be locked in. Like, like I said, when we played against the Raiders, it worked against the Raiders. We played against the the Colts, it did not work. (laughs) You know, point because Peyton Manning would go off. Now it might have worked here, you know, here or there, you know, like a couple times, but not to the magnitude that it worked. I have no doubt that Illinois was doing it. Mm-hmm. I have no because that's a sign of desperation. Remember a couple of years ago at Iowa when they were doing it the clapping yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Teams would do that do that—that's just gamesmanship. Is it? It's is it cheating? No, I think it's that gray area. But you're saying
0: if the great teams, they don't got a problem with it, regardless.
1: They generally can play through it, but also, okay. but also you can't. It, it 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 does work. It does work, which we saw. And if they have, so sometimes what I'll say this real quick sometimes people can catch your cadence on the TV copy and we'll roll with that. Like we caught the cadence of a couple teams when they were moving on the, the quarterback cadence and down and said all that. Oh yeah. We're using that. So um, there's no doubt in my mind. Illinois did it. Um, and it's something to, to watch out for. Uh, but it's good. I like that Matt rule came to the defense of his team. Now I'm sure internally he's telling them it don't matter, but that's part of the coach. Yeah, get on you, the. Get it's on not the just for this form. game, right? We won this game. It's for the future. And and so you're not going to. I like that because he's letting you know look, I'm on everything. So, as a coach or opposing coach or, or a referee crew, this dude's on it. He ain't missing nothing. So, uh, Let's go to the text line, what we got here, because I know we got a couple minutes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we can get to this one. And if you guys got any more, 402-464-5685, that is the starter Heyman text line. Also, catch us streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Feel free to put comments there as well. Uh, but unknown texter, or excuse me, Kristen Omaha, ask at this point in the season, how do you just get the offensive line to block better? Is it possible at this point?
1: Uh, I will say this. I, I was, you know, up early this morning and watched a, p- a big part of the game. You know, I'll tell you this. It was uh after the explosive play, it was second and two. And they ran kind of like an ISO play. So they had great movement on the left side. I mean, they punched a hole in that Illinois defense. They won, they were stalemate on the backside, guys on guys, right? Mm-hmm. The tackle for loss came from because the receiver didn't dig out the corner. But what's everybody saying? It's the offensive line's problem. Now, I will say this, in the second half, I was a little disappointed in the push. But let's not forget, and I'm gonna answer it, in, in, I'm gonna say in a short time, which is that game. Overall, I think they can get better and they need can get more consistent. And I talked about in the pregame show with Amon Green, I called it direct access, Amon calls it penetration. I think it's different, you know, because I'm a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Direct access, Harrison, you just whiffed. Thank you. I'm going to get a sack or tackle for loss. Penetration is I have a stunt. I punch a hole in you, but you are on me, and you're taking me wherever I want. Then it's on the running back, quarterback, whoever is having the ball to adjust off of it, right? Because you you got to—
0: Use the defender's momentum against them. You have to. Yeah, because you already beat.
1: But there was penetration. Um, So I I was a little disappointed in this game with the inability to get some push, Right legitimate push and I, th- and I think that's what hurt the offense right um and then i also think that heinrich harberg in the first half which set up to the second half wasn't very efficient when they were running the option i felt like there was like three or four times anthony grant could have had 30 40 yard gains if he pitched it now that rules
0: kind of he said that a few times right. Right. He, he's got to figure that out right and, there, he, and he's right. got
1: to press the end he's got to press the outside defender harder too. like run straight at him he bows it so but that's what the bye week's for. No time like the present to look at every single play, good and bad, and you need to get better. Um, but I think also we have to recognize that Illinois, when they felt like they had a little life, you got to think they go in the halftime uh, down 17-7, to 7, you're going to get their best effort defensively. And you got two guys that are draftable. I hope Randolph is is, is not, you know, he he went out with a little, in- or not a little injury, with an injury. Um, seemed like, it'd be like an ankle injury, so he should be okay. But you got, Three NFL dudes up front, a couple of NFL linebackers, and you got guys that are playing at home. They're going to fly around, especially when they know that you're not really efficient in the passing game. You got to think for the passing game, uh, Heinrich Harburg overall uh, was 12-24 of with a pick. Now, let's also think, we got to look at how this game went. Before halftime, there was at least four or five passes that Illinois should have picked off. Now, it probably led to one interception because it was like, through like two series. Mm-hmm. So defensively, going into halftime, I can tell you what the coordinator's saying. We have got the bow up against the run, and we feel very comfortable against the pass. Marcus Washington's out. Billy Kemp's more of a short area guy. Thomas Fidoni is obviously six six. We can lock in on him. So that's how you're able to... That's how you see a defense play a little bit better against the run, but our offense line didn't get enough push either.
0: Yeah, it was uh, one of those games where I was looking for more, but... Uh, receiver wise we're really starting to get thin out there i think that's going to be the biggest challenge going forward is how do we get more explosive plays we had that one that we talked about that was huge after the goal line stand to get a 41 yard gain but other than that i mean just going throughout all the games we've had so far explosive plays are hard to come by for this offense so we're just going to have to kind of keep leaning into field position and yeah. that defense because again I don't, we're not going to be able to get those guys going at this point. You know, we get to see Malachi Coleman a little bit. You got to, to catch yeah. him.
1: Big up to Malachi Coleman. Came in, caught it like it was nothing. Yeah. Looked like just another day at the office. And there was another pass. You got that get separation too. Yeah, there's watching. another pass that he was wide open that Heinrich missed him. And, he, and that was one that was almost intercepted. So that's letting you know he's actually able to kind of run this offensive system. This, this bye week, or these next two weeks, are huge for Doss, Malachi Coleman, and Lloyd. Forget red shirts, dude. If I'm them, I'm playing. The, I'm, I'm, I'm. All three of us are going to listen. Well, I think
0: it. Coleman's is already burned. his red yeah, shirt. But this I'm been, saying well, yeah. I need it now.
1: But, but it's one thing. Sometimes I think young guys burn their own red shirt because they're so infatuated of being out there. Now you, now, so that's a participatory burning your red shirt. Oh no, Oh, boy. Now you got to play. Now the expert. You're no longer. And I will say this to those three because they're a freshman. You're no longer a freshman. You already played six games. You've been around for six weeks. You've been around for 10 weeks, including preseason. You're no longer a freshman. Doss maybe because he's been hurt, Mm -hmm. but Lloyd and and Coleman, put him in there. That's your future, dude. You got a dude, both of them can take the top off. You got a big body receiver, and you got a guy that's tough as nails from Omaha Westside, and then you got Doss that's probably more polished than both of them. Not start him, put him in there. You got to. I'll we have, have no months. receivers left. Yeah. You got any eligibility? You look pretty fast. You can you get? Can you separate? You look like a 50-50 guy. You could catch. I think you could get up. Mom. The drag,
0: drag specialist. I'll just find right. the pocket and, <laughs> and put it in park. But uh,
1: yeah, no. I think mean, Malachi
0: Coleman. The more you talk about it, there is that opportunity for him. And while I, was, I will say this, watching him because obviously as soon as he goes in the game, kind of your eyes pick up on it because you're like, okay, let's see what he has. He was getting pretty good separation right. on his routes. He was a which surprised me as a younger guy. Pretty good separation just on simple routes. And he was giving Heinrich Harburg plenty of time. Time, right. Like open windows to go right. ahead and sling it in there. So maybe, you know, down the stretch, that is a guy that can keep leaning on. Because we talked about before, but Marcus Washington, we'll we'll see how long he's out. Right. But he's, you know, even past the bye week, I don't think he's back in two weeks Yeah, from now.
1: and so when you think about it, one more thing about the offensive line, right? And did they play perfect? No, I felt like they could play better in the second half. But I always look at two things. One, they gave up one sack, Right. One of them was by you know to uh, Jazan Newton, NFL player, but they kept him in check. He only had one solo tackle, only three tackles for loss. Flip side, Nebraska had three sacks, six tackles for loss. wasn't all as bad. They're, our offensive line quite as kept outperformed them. Now you're not getting a gold standard, but they played better than Illinois. So good first segment. Jay Foreman inside the huddle. It's brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. We're going to take a break. Come right back. Dive more into some details. I'm going to give my defensive player of the game, uh, offensive player of the game, talk about the bye week. Jay Foreman, well, I'll be right back.